Mission 2, San Jose Avenue. From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. a San Francisco treat, rice aroni, a treat that can't be beat. So we should say as a kid, so I'm like, hey, oh my God, here I am almost 50 some years later, I'm operating these trains. I missed a whole year of parades, so my hand is ready. It's ready. We just heard the San Francisco Lesbian Gay Freedom Band, an exuberant London breed and boat tram operator Melvin Clark, talking about how the Riceroni commercials inspired him to become a transit driver. We're a minute in, Heather, and this is already the most San Francisco episode ever. It is. This was such a glorious day. We got to go out to the plaza near the ferry building and listen to um, this wonderful band play songs and ride on the first official trip of the boat tram in I don't know how long since before the pandemic. It was just such a perfect day. Yeah, let's explain to people who don't know, and you've got to meet the boat tram, what the (laughs) boat tram, a.k.a. Boat Boy, a.k.a. Boat Boy Summer, um, part of our our streetcar fleet, right, Heather? Yes, it's one of the historic streetcars. It used to run quite often, then it was put in storage for several years, and it was recently brought back before the pandemic to run up and down Market Street and to um, Pier 39, Fisherman's Wharf, um, a few times a week, and we could track online and find it, and everybody was always super excited to ride the boat tram because it's kind of like the convertible of the historic (laughs) streetcars. No top, open air, wind in your hair, you feel great on the boat tram. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's the best view of San Francisco. Built originally in 1934 to cruise along the waterfront in Blackpool, England. Uh, 1980s, they shipped one across the Atlantic. And uh, generally in spring and summer, but it often gets extended into to October because October is like the warmest month in San Francisco. And we learned that you can actually charter the boat tram when it's not running an official service. You can pay to have a party on board. And we asked Melvin Clark if you can have alcohol at this party. I wouldn't mind. You know, I look the other mind. way, uh, <laughs> San Francisco. Uh, This episode's going to be a little different. We're going to bring you to the boat tram. So many San Francisco sounds in this episode, Heather. I think we hear the ferry building um, chimes twice. And we'll talk a little bit about what it all means. What does the boat tram represent in the city? And should it come back? I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. So we show up, Heather, there's a lot of politicians there, and this really great band. Yes, the band was amazing. They were playing very famous San Francisco songs, like, I won't sing, everyone knows that's a bad idea, but San Francisco, (laughs) Open Your Golden Gate, Um, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, Uh, California, Here I Come. But we were like the only people clapping. 
Yeah, there's no one clapping in this group. It's a real, real, real strong junior high vibe. <laughs> yeah, it like was mo- junior high. <laughs> it was mostly media who were trained that we can't show any emotion basically at any event. But I say after you've survived a 15 month pandemic and you're experiencing this wonderful band playing music, you're allowed to clap. Heather, you're used to this world. Um, the media, I don't think, was the problem. I think it was the politicians. <laughs> the politicians They're are always go the problem. Super clicky, going in their little circles. Um, I've never met Scott Weiner. He walks up and like he's this like goofy guy on the videos, and I really like a lot of his policy. And you introduced him to me, and he's like, "Hi," <laughs> and then like moved on to like the group he's supposed to go to. <laughs> and uh, really, really, as we said, strong auditorium um there's a guest speaker at the junior high and all the kids are too cool to be there until until chris arvin sarah katz hyman and kat siegel show up yes um chris arvin pretends to be the boat tram on twitter so obviously he's the boat tram's number one fan and they were clapping we encouraged them come on let's support this amazing band and they were totally down with it Sarah Katzheimen, she's been on Total SF. She's the super big Sister Act fan and just a fun San Franciscan and, you know, gets the party started type. And she started clapping <laughs> so loud that the band was like startled. They're like, oh my no gosh, somebody's clapping. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, really... So um, a lot of speeches. And then we get on the boat tram. And this was my favorite part because Mayor Breed is just transformed into. Uh, I think we should just listen. Welcome back, San Francisco. Welcome Excellent. back. Perfect. <laughs> Welcome back. Have you been on the boat tram before? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it? Well, so it's cold today. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. It's cold. It feels like, you know, you're a tourist. When you come to San Francisco and ride something like this, it's people are going to have a good time. Because you can go to other places and ride those hop-on, hop-off buses. But those, those are nice. But this feels, look at these seats and amazing, amazing. And then look at the city. It's looking beautiful for a change. It's looking clean. Everything's clean. It, and, and, and not to mention, this is what we're used to, the clouds. This is our San Francisco. Right. People, this is how we're used to San Francisco being. The sun kind of takes us a little bit off guard, right? This is like the west side comes to the east side of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, this is a great day, great day for our city, great beginning for, for recovery. Mayor Breed definitely does not have a poker face. You always know when she's pissed off, when she's exhausted, when she's had it up to here. But you also know when she's super happy and loving being in charge of San Francisco. And this last um, example was definitely how she was on the boat tram. She was comparing herself to Beyonce. (laughs) So there's one point where she's just waving. And I'm really mad at myself because I didn't get it on the audio. But she's just waving and she's like... These people don't know who I am. They just think I'm some crazy lady <laughs> waving. And But I'm still going to wave. Welcome back, San Francisco. Woo. <laughs> I get the feeling like if the mayor job could be on the boat tram all the time, she would be totally down for it. Yes. And I knew she didn't want to get off the boat tram because she was loving it so much. And her next... Um, her next uh, obligation was going to follow the street crisis team as they tried to help mentally ill homeless people so it was going to be a a very you know 
very different vibe. Yeah, and I mean, Boat Tram, like, it's a mood brightener. I mean, I never really paid attention while I was on the Boat Tram to what people are like. But I mean, like, people are sticking their heads up and smiling and waving. I mean, you, you kind of become an instant celebrity on the boat tram. Right. And it's definitely eye catching. Like um, you feel like you're being stared at as you go by on the boat tram because it has colorful Christmas lights. The sign that says where it's going says nowhere in particular, which I love. So yeah, it's uh, definitely eye catching and everybody will stare at you as you go by. Well, while we were on the boat tram, we started to talk to some of Boat Tram's biggest fans, um, Chris Arvin. We got a chance to talk to him. Chris Arvin's on the SFMTA Citizens Advisory Council now, but um, I really know him because he started Transit Supply, which is just sort of this joyous producer of um, enamel pins and stickers and things like that that celebrate transit in the Bay Area. Yes, we've both bought a lot of goodies from Transit Supply, and like I said, he is the... um, the person behind the keyboard for the boat tram on social media. And we also spoke with Muni Director of Transportation, Jeffrey Tumlin. You're gonna hear Arvin and Tumlin in this next part. I mean, it is one of the, maybe the most unique streetcar we have. And I think especially just being open top and being so much more connected with the city around you is really cool. And then from like a tweeting about a perspective, I just love how much people have been responding to it like throughout when it's been out, their own photos, how much they love riding on the boat and being able to kind of like retweet that joy and share that with people have been amazing. There are not that many opportunities where public transit supports pure unbridled joy. Um, And so when you're on boat tram, it's a social experience. It's not just, you're not just getting from A to B, you're getting from A to B in style and um, you know, you like you feel like the Queen of England. You know, you can like you wave, people wave at you. Like, what is there not you to know love? Everybody's jealous of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the most amazing things about her historic fleet is there's no parts catalog. Um, there's not even an owner's manual. So when a part breaks down that's 110 years old, you can't just order it on Amazon. You've got to hand machine it, and you have to hand machine it. You can't just copy the broken part because it's worn down and broken. So you have to try to figure out what the original part looked like and then you hand machine that. So boat tram is a little bit more complicated, um, both because it's open air, but it also requires uh, more than one operator. So it's a little bit less efficient, but makes up for its inefficiency and its fabulousness and popularity. It will be back in service. I can't promise you, you know, how often yes. it's going to be out, but um, no, I, can fight it and write it. I will be taking a personal involvement in making sure that Fotram is available for, for writing. I wanted to ask Jeffrey Tumlin about when and if the boat tram will be back in regular service because that's a big question mark right now, especially with the cable cars. A few months ago, it sounded like they might not ever come back um, during the the worst of the pandemic and economic fallout. Um, But we have learned since then that the Powell Hyde car will be back sometime this fall. Um, But so much of the regular day-to-day service that gets people from the east side Um, southeast corner of San Francisco and the west side and kind of the far reaches of the city um, to their jobs downtown or elsewhere is still kind of a shadow of its former self. So there's a real juggling act, you know, getting the workaday buses back and these beloved um, more touristy vehicles back. And how do you do both? 
Yeah, it, it, the controversy initially surprised me, but I understand it. And I think you and I have even been really careful. We did a whole uh, episode paying tribute to the cable cars, but also acknowledging like people need to be able to get to their jobs. I think we've acknowledged that as Muni comes back, there's got to be a balance between the fun stuff, the tourist stuff, and the, you know, really the the nervous system, the essential part of the Muni system. Yeah, but we did learn when we talked about the cable cars that actually a lot of San Franciscans do commute on those. I'm not aware of anybody who commutes to their job on the boat tram besides Melvin Clark, whose job is on the boat tram. But um, I think it's important to recognize that um, none of these things are all black and white, and a lot of um, people do rely on their jobs uh, for the cable cars. Some of our best pals like Byron Cobb and Val Lupiz, um, cable car Gritman, and I know a lot of the small businesses, Buena Vista Cafe and others really rely on the cable cars to get people to them. So it's a more complicated picture. Yeah, and I, I we posted some video and some photos of the boat tram, and a couple people were like, you know, this is bullshit. There shouldn't be a boat <laughs> I tram. I did not and, see and those, or I would have gone after them. I, I didn't show them to you. I didn't want to ruin your afternoon. But um, I, I think people associate the F-Line and cable cars with tourists and rich people, and um, I think they underestimate what tourism means to the city. And I get it. I think there needs to be a balance. But one thing I've learned more and more and more during this pandemic is how much of sort of a middle class artist population relies on tourism. Uh, Nate Tan has been on this podcast. He does uh, uh, a lot of, um, uh, he does graffiti art and that's turned into a clothing line. And he said like that he and his friends are completely hurt by tourism not being back. Poet Mark Mitchell, you know, uh, uh, one of our friends and and he was working on the tourist lines and, and even Pier 39, the majority of those businesses are locally owned businesses. A lot of them are one of a kind businesses. It's a family business. As you look deeper into tourism, you realize that this is not us and them. It's part of San Francisco. Right. And don't forget previous guest, Emperor Norton, who last time yes. I talked to him had only done two walking tours um, this whole pandemic. So he was really suffering financially, too. So anyway, I think it's an important symbol. I think there's a lot of people that rely on it. Um, I think it's a really good sign if it comes back for the city. And yes, it has to be a balance, but I'm happy Boat Tram's back and can't wait for the cable cars to get back. Yeah, and we've got to remember after this brutal past 15 months that it's good to be happy, joyful, celebrating life, celebrating San Francisco. And I think the Boat Tram is one of the best ways to do that. Speaking of, um, probably the highlight for me uh, was meeting Melvin Clark. So Melvin Clark's a 25-plus year Muni operator, worked on cable cars, now on the light rail. And Heather, my favorite part, rice is in his origin story. I think we should give Melvin Clark the last word. Let's do it. How long How long have you been working on the boat tram? Well, I've been 25 years. I came over here in 96. And yesterday we was going down the wharf. The, the merchants were so happy. They said, you, you guys are back. I said, well, not today, but starting tomorrow. So, uh, How did the, it feel to get back on the boat channel? Oh, it's awesome because, you know, this is like really, this is the part of San Francisco. When people see this here, especially the kids, everybody they get so excited. So this is really, the tram is nice. Everybody look for the tram. Yeah. Now, all my life, I should watch the Rice and commercial. And I, I was ecstatic. I called home. I said, you won't believe it. I got a job with the city and county of San Francisco. Cable car, the Rice and Pony commercial. What? What? I said, I'm serious. And finally, when I, my first year at Cable Car in 93, 
I took pictures with everything all over back then. That's way before all this technology came out. And they said, oh my God, my whole family like, oh my God. So I was really, this is a dream come true when I used to watch it as a kid. The Rice-A-Roni commercial. Yeah, Rice-A-Roni, a San Francisco treat. Rice-A-Roni, a treat that can't be beat. So we used to say as a kid, so I'm like, hey, oh my God. Here I am almost 50 some years later, I'm operating these trains. Nice. And I was at Cables. Then when they got an opportunity to call me off here at, at Light Rails, I said yes. Because an old timer told me, he said, that's where the rest of the most of equipment is at. And I had it just, I jumped on it. Nice. So, really, so it was just that's really. That's a great story. It is. I mean, all these, all these posters I see as a kid, here I am operating them. Yeah. How much does it cost to charter the boat? Well, I, I don't know the schedule. I was talking with uh, downtown, but we had some kids one night from UC Berkeley. But it was so cold. <laughs> it was so cold that even all the even all the dreams they had, they said, "Oh my God, it's so cold." But no, we get a charter, so we don't know the price. But when we get them, they request the boat. Not yes. like the boat in 496 from Australia. And what are the occasions usually that people would charter a boat? Trip? Oh, we had a people on 496 get married at Dolores Park. We had to and stop. Then they had their wedding reception. No, they had they got married and said, "I do." Hold on, please. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Pete. Hold on, please. All right, Pete. Nice You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Heather Knight. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by treating yourself to a digital Chronicle edition at sfchronicle.com slash pod.